The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, March 30th edition. Hope everybody enjoyed opening day and is ready for another big day of action. We have two day games thanks to the rainouts yesterday. We won't be going over those because if you want to target Ivan Nova and Jordan Zimmerman, knock yourself out. You can target Homer Bailey all day and then you have Mad Max on the mound. So if you are playing it and you want to be contrarian, get some of those reds in there. He did struggle on the road and he struggled against lefties. So Joey Votto and company are your contrarian plays of the day, as we mentioned briefly on yesterday's pod. But let's get into Monday's action. Nine games to break down. Before we do so, let me talk to you about Draft. Draft Draft.com. Check them out in your app store. Search for Draft. Use the promo code SDSPORTS on your first deposit and get entry into a $3 tournament. It is a great, great format. You draft your team, you sit back, you relax, you watch it, and that's it. You can do a head-to-head, three-man, six-man, ten-man tournaments. There's uh, just tournaments that end that day, you get paid the next day. There's tournaments that if you win, you advance. It's kind of steps patterns and goes for a week or so. Lots of different ways to do it. There's dream teams that are really, really fun where you can actually just pick your best pitcher, your two best infielders, and your two best outfielders, and you rock and roll. Tons of fun. They also have it for golf and basketball hockey football it is a great great format draft.com in your app store at, uh, search for drafts but make sure you use the promo code sd sports on your first deposit for entry into a three dollar tournament and if you don't like drafts they'll, re- they'll refund your money up to a hundred dollars and say thanks for trying we appreciate it so check them out again online at draft.com or in your draft or app store at draft use promo code sd sports and you will really really enjoy this new product but let's talk DraftKings. DraftKings baseball, we had a blast yesterday, opening day. Matt Davidson triple dong. I mentioned the White Sox, people focusing on the, the Royals in that game. Look at the other side. White Sox really good versus lefties, and bam. Abreu, Tim Anderson, two homers. Matt Davidson, three. Matt Davidson got 50 freaking points. Unbelievable. Lots going on there, lots to like. But we look at today's slate where we have... Not quite the pitching we wanted. Not quite what we had yesterday. It's going to be a little more of a minefield. When I when I got some dilemmas like this, I definitely cut back on the lineups. But we'll see as the day goes on, as lineups come out, how we want to approach it. 
Let's take a look at your totals on the nine-game slate. you got Yankees at Toronto, total of nine. Red Sox Rays, seven and a half. Cubs at Marlins, eight and a half. Phillies at Braves, nine. Astros at Rangers, nine and a half. Rockies at D-backs, eight and a half. Angels, A's, Brewers, Padres still waiting on uh, their total there. Then Giants at the Doyers, seven and a half. Got some decent spreads in these games as well. I mean, uh, money lines in these games as well. But let's get into your pitching. And we got the likes of Dallas Keuchel at the top price pitcher at $11,800. And I just don't think I can pay that kind of price tag for Dallas Keuchel in Texas against a lineup that is potent. He should be able to get the W and do his thing, but I can't pay that price tag. Alex Wood at 10-4 against the Giants. The Giants' offense will be better than expected. They didn't strike out a ton last year. We saw what they did against uh, Kershaw yesterday. They actually put some pressure on him once in a while. They still struck out a fair share. But Kershaw, Alex Wood, not the same person. Wood did have almost a 25% K rate last year, 53% ground ball rate. So if you want to go that direction, you can. I won't be. My highest price guy I'll start with would be David Price at $10,100. This is the guy I really see bouncing back this season. The velocity was back up towards the end of last year. Had a pretty good spring training. Going up against the race team, we saw strike out a lot last year, and we saw it against... Uh, Chris Sale yesterday, who was very, very dominant until the bullpen blew that one for him. Yeah, price 24% K rate, swinging strike rate around 12%, limits the hard contact, gives up less than a home run per nine. Lots to like about David Price in that matchup. And lefty's hitting 228, righty's 301 versus Price. So Price at 10-1 would be the highest price guy I look at on the slate. When you go down a little farther, you got the likes of Kyle Hendricks. 9900 for Kyle Hendricks. Yes, it sounds steep, but we got to remember last year he was getting priced higher than that at times. And he's facing the Miami Marlins. The Marlins are going to be bad, bad, bad. John Lester's bad. There's a reason why we didn't mention him yesterday. I'm not a fan of him this year. I might target him once in a while, especially if he shows signs of life, but I'm not on anything to do with John Lester for the most part this year. Kyle Hendricks, not the biggest strikeout guy, but near 22% strikeout rate. Big ground ball rate of 50%. Limits the hard contact. All things to really like in this matchup. The Marlins have the the uh, third lowest total on the slate at 373. Lefties 237. Righties do hit him at 344. Uh, Marlins lineup's not going to really light you on fire. Justin Bohr's out there power wise. But other than that, nothing to really you know scare you too much about. So Kyle Hendricks at 9900 bucks, I don't mind at all. If you want to look at Masahiro Tanaka at 9400 bucks, yes, he was terrifying at times last year. But we saw him late in the year really start to get it. Heck, most of the second half pitched really, really well. Strikeout rate definitely increased. He's very, very good versus right-handed uh, bats compared to lefties. And the uh, Jays put out a big-time right-handed lineup. Sure, Kendrick Morales, Justin Smoke, maybe a couple others. We saw Devin Travis lead off. You got Gritchick in the lineup now. We'll see if Donaldson's out there. Who knows what Donaldson's doing. He looks horrible when he throws the ball. That's just bad news. Bears written all over it. So that that's going to be really suspect there. But uh, you got Tanaka. If the, they do elevate it, we know he gives up a lot of a lot of fly balls, a lot of home runs. He had a home run of fly ball of almost twenty one over twenty one percent, which is which is ironic because he had a ground ball rate of over forty nine percent. So it's one of those like when he does let him elevate it, it goes a long ways. But uh, almost twenty six percent K rate going up against a Blue Jays team that we know struggles. We saw Severino absolutely deal against him uh, yesterday. So Tanaka at 94, definitely in play in this matchup. This is definitely more of a GPP slate than a cash game slate, big time in this uh, in today's action because uh, it's very, very risky. We, we wouldn't be shocked if Tanaka got beat around a little bit, but he could also throw an absolute gem 
against this Toronto lineup that I think is going to scuffle quite a bit this year until, I don't know, until they figure things out or start making some moves and uh, differentiate because it's not the, the lineup of old that we used to be really terrified about. Here's a mispriced guy for you. I know it's the Colorado Rockies. I know it's Arizona. The humidor you could see, you know, there still was homers yesterday, but, you know, Jake Lamb's ball might have been a grand slam as a double. Uh, Arenado and LeMahieu's homers barely got into a into the stands where you think they might have gone out far. There's a lot of ifs involved there. Who knows? We're still learning. One game's not going to tell us everything. But Robbie Ray at 8700 bucks, a supreme strikeout arm. Going up against Colorado Rockies is something to definitely look at because he's only 8700 A guy like Robbie Ray, you can see getting priced up way more than that. He had a K rate of almost 33% last year. Walks were always a concern with him, and he ended the year almost 11% walk rate. But that's actually down compared to what we were worried about with him. He doesn't give up some large, large, uh, loud, sorry, loud contacts earlier in the West Coast, so there is some concern there when you look at it. But as a whole, Rockies have one of the lower totals, the fourth lowest total on the slate at three point nine. Lefties two sixty eight, righties two eighty five off Robbie Ray last year. Yes, Nolan Arenado worries you. He worries you against any pitcher in baseball. He worried me against Madden Bum. So it didn't matter what Arenado's going up against there. So there is some threats in that lineup, but Robbie Ray eighty seven hundred bucks definitely should be on the radar. And uh, could rack up some serious K's. So even if he doesn't give up a few runs, the K's will definitely help elevate your stats. Now it gets really, really dicey. You got guys like Johnny Cueto at $7,900 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Cueto coming off a pretty darn good spring. Looks a lot more like the Cueto of old. Not quite there, but a lot more than he did last year. Last year he struck out 21% that he faced. Um, Gave up a lot of hard contact. We saw the Dodgers really struggle. With Ty Block yesterday, Ty Block somehow has their number. He's got an ERA below two against them. The rest of baseball is around five. So it's really, really odd how that works out there. But you got a Dodgers team with a total of 4.18. Cueto got hit around quite a bit last year. We know that. So maybe the Dodgers lineup wakes up to the, today. I'm not overly terrified about the Dodgers lineup. Sure, you have the likes of Cody Bellinger and um, Yasmani Grandal and stuff like that. Puig's there. But as a whole, doesn't really you know light me on fire like it used to. So Cueto at that price tag, this is why this is a GPP slate. You're taking gambles. But Cueto at 79 with a guy like Robbie Ray at 87 or Tanaka at 94, all three big-time GPP gambles, but all three guys that, A, were aces of staffs or are aces of staffs. B, you would not be shocked at all if they gave you six, seven, eight shutout innings with you know seven-plus strikeouts or one or two runs, a quality starts. These guys could really put it together. So it depends on your level of gamble of what you want to do with this matchup, but they all have interesting situations on hand. Remember that um, that Dodgers-Giants game only has a total of 7.5 between Wood and Cueto, so you know that might be factored into the Giants' offense being dreadful as well. But Cueto does get some respect as he's much, much better uh, coming into this year, and hopefully the blow-up does not happen. Drop down a little lower, go below 7K. Our 7K guys got it done. Clayton Richard was phenomenal, uh, 5,400. Dylan Bundy at 68, too bad. Clay, uh, Garrett Richards, one of the ones we were really high on yesterday. He was literally one pitch away. If he could have got Chris Davis out, he had two strikes on him. Gives up the bomb and it unraveled from there. If he gets that out, who knows? He might throw another inning or two of shutout ball and really in business. But that is baseball. Blake Snell, 6800 bucks versus the Boston Red Sox. Blake Snell, just like Chris Archer, much, much better at home in his career, given it's a small small sample size, but strikes out way more. Uh, he's, he's had more, I think it's seven of his like 
11 or 12. I was reading nine strikeout games in his career have come in Tropicana Field. He's got a low ERA, WOBA, ISO. Everything's lower in Trop and by a decent margin than it is on the road. Now he's facing a Red Sox team with a lot of thump and a team that doesn't strike out a lot. So these are very, very rough decisions you're going to have to make here. But for a sub-7K guy, Snell does have some tremendous upside. We saw what he did when he came up back up from the minors last year. His spring training looked outstanding. He had a K rate of 22% last year. Walk's always a concern, but definitely a guy to keep an eye on. The Red Sox team totals 397. It's like the fifth lowest on the slate. So Snell is getting some respect in that manner. Lefties hit 228 on him last year. Righties 320. So, yeah, there are some righties in that lineup to be concerned about. We'll talk about them. There's one outfielder that uh, you know used to play in Arizona that's very, very cheap compared to what he can do against lefties to uh, today. So it, it is risky, but at $6,800 is a target you can look at. A guy I do like as well, and you'll have to check the Padres lineup because lefties do hit Jalice Chassin very, very well, but at $6,600, there is some big-time upside. And the Padres, I think, ran out five lefties yesterday so it is something to keep an eye on but get, then again some of those lefties Carlos Azuya hey who's, who's good but he's not you know the power bat that's going to crush you most times he'll probably run into five six seven homers of the year so maybe one comes today who knows um and then you got like Chase Headley not bad but is he really the guy you're making or breaking your decision on for 6,600 bucks probably not but uh, when you look at Chassin you got to remember people think home road splits he was horrible on the road last year and this is a road start for him, but he played for the Padres last year. Those were his home starts. I know this is, you know, deep analytical information you look for on, on Quick Hits, but if you've listened to Quick Hits last year, I'm not the most analytical person in the world. So, Jalice Chassin really does come on the radar for me at 20% K rate. Padres will strike out a bit this year. Big ground ball guy. 49% ground ball rate limits the, the hard contact. So, there's a lot I like about Chassin at 66. Blow up is definitely, definitely there. Again, lefties hit 338 on him last year, but righties 266. So at 6600 bucks, there are worse plays you can make in that price range. So keep an eye on Jalice Chassin. Other than that, there's not a ton I like down here. You know, Sean Manaya, I think, is going to be in for a big bounce back year if you believe it starts tonight at 6K. He's in play. Uh, Oko Coliseum plays different at ninth and in the daytime. I mentioned that yesterday. You saw the ball fly quite a bit yesterday. But, you know, you got Trout, who put up a goose egg in six at-bats yesterday with zero strikeouts. You're not going to see that very often. He hits lefty. He hits everybody well, but lefties well. Justin Upton is one of the best lefty hitters in all of baseball. Um, I remember last year, I mentioned last year a lot, and I'll mention it when I remember to. Josh Cole, uh, you can find him on Twitter at Josh Cole. He writes Roto-Grinders like three times a week. The And you could love or hate Roto-Grinders. I don't care. But this is a free article they put out there. And he's a really good guy. I knew him before Roto-Grinders. And he writes like the 10 things uh, column to help you, like kind of inside tips. And one of them mentions Justin Upton's power, ISO, all that good stuff versus left-handed pitching, and it's better than almost everybody in baseball. So he's a guy that gets well overlooked against lefties. He's got guys like Albert Pujols went yard yesterday. There are some nice right-handed bats in that lineup against Sean Manaya, so keep an eye on that. Other than that, there's not much I like down here. So re- recapping your pitching, you got uh, 9K and above – you know, Hendricks at 99, Tanaka at 94, Price at 10-1. That's probably the order I'd go at there. So 1-2-3 with Hendricks, Tanaka, and Price. I think Tanaka's actually got the most upside at 9400 bucks if you're willing to gamble in a GPP. If you want to play it a little safer, you look at the likes of Hendricks or Price. 
Um, if you look at 7K or above, you got Robbie Ray 1, Johnny Cueto 2. I really like those if you want to make those two. Again, this is a very big gamble slate, but you know you could get a lot of offense. I think I made a lineup last night. I'd have to go back and check with um, David or with Kyle Hendricks and Ray or Kyle Hendricks and one other guy. And you have a you can there's a lot of money you can spend on bats today and kind of get similar outcomes with different pitchers. Um, and then in the 7K and below, Blake Snell at 68, Chasin at 66. I got Chasin one, Blake Snell two. So recapping your pitching up top: Hendricks, Tanaka, Price in that order. In the middle, Ray Cueto. Down below, Chasin and Snell. Let's dig into the bats on today's slate. And again, a lot of bats to like. Started off at the catcher's position. You know, one thing I did notice researching the slate, and for some reason missed yesterday. There's a lot of multi-catcher or multi-position available players on uh, DraftKings these days, and your highest-priced guy is Wilson Contreras, forty-eight hundred bucks. He's catcher, outfield eligible, and he's going up against Caleb Smith of the Marlins, left-handed pitcher. He was a reliever most of last year, so we don't know how long he'll go in this game, even if he pitches well. But I'm guessing he won't. So you're going to get a lot of Marlins bullpen again, because Caleb Smith in two starts in the spring training, five point two one ERA. Pitched six total games, 19 innings pitch, gave up 11 earned, struck out 21. So there's something to think about there. And he had a, he's been about a low three to mid three ERA, actually high three ERA guy in his career. Not good, John. I guess this is just not good, Bob. This is bad, 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 bad. Gives up the long ball. The Mar or the Cubs will be a big time target against Caleb Smith today. Yeah, Gary Sanchez at 47, always in play if you want to pay up. But if you want to go below 4K, guys like Yasmani Grandal versus Cueto. If you aren't using Cueto, I do like that quite a bit. Uh, Buster Posey versus Alex Wood at 3,800. Posey's first base catcher eligible. I'd probably pay up for Grandal or go up top, top, or kind of save some cash. Go down below. If you are fading Robbie Ray, you got guys like Chris Ayanetta uh, for the Rockies. He does hit lefties very well. Sliding farther down the catcher's list, you guys like Robinson Chirinos, 3,100 versus Dallas Keuchel. Chirinos does have some big, big-time power. A lot of flukiness as well where he just kind of strikes out, has those 0 for games. But, you know, right, a lefty's only hit a buck 92 versus Keuchel, but righties did hit 293 versus Dallas Keuchel. So Chirinos at 3,100 bus could be a lower-priced catcher. It's very low-owned to look at. A guy like Kurt Suzuki, the Braves are a big-time target of mine today. Uh, going to Nick Pavetta. The, they have a team total of 462. Lefties 306. Righties 409 versus Nick Pavetta. He throws his fastball a ton. And it's a four seamer. Not a ton of movement. If he's not locating it well, this could get ugly. Ball is flying out hard to left today in Atlanta. Really no rain on the forecast. That's why I didn't go over the weather. But a lot of rain going out and left. And Kurt Suzuki will be 3K versus Nick Pavetta. I don't like that a lot, especially if he's hitting, you know, fifth or sixth in that lineup. Uh, Flowers left the game early yesterday with an oblique strain, so Suzuki should be your guy back there at 3K. So keep an eye on him as a lower-priced option in that matchup. Guy like Christian Vasquez, 3K versus Blake Snell. Not horrible either if you're fading that direction. Manny Pena of the Milwaukee Brewers at 3K. Joey Lucchesi is making his Major League debut for the Padres today. He's a left-handed arm, so the righty bats of the Brew Crew will be in play. I don't think he'll go deep. I'd be shocked if he gets past five, if he gets that far. He had a great spring, four games. He made two starts, a buck 54 ERA, 11 and two-thirds innings pitch. Only got two earned, struck out nine. The thing is, he barely got the double-A last year. He made like ten, nine starts in double-A, ten appearances, threw 60 innings there. 
Started out the year in single high A last year. So he hasn't been past double A. He's coming in, facing the Brew Crew, a pretty powerful offense. He uh, doesn't give up a lot of home runs. Uh, in double A last year, .4 homers per nine. In, in single A, a homer per nine. But Lake Elsinore and the Cal League is a very potent place. And he strikes out, you know, career-wise, 10.1 per nine. So he's got K upside. Again, he's a kid making his first career start. That's why I didn't mention him under pitchers you want if you want. He's dirt, dirt cheap. But honestly, I doubt he goes past five if he gets to five. And he's facing an offense that can pop. And if you want to go off the wall, we've talked about it in the past, you know, going gambling on pitching. Luchesi's 5,700. But sometimes it's good just not to be cute. So that's where I'm going there. After many Pena, you got the likes of... Jorge Alfaro at 29 versus Fulte. It's not horrible. Uh, Martin Maldonado hits lefties very, very well. Going against Sean Mania. Uh, Mark Maldonado's 2,900 bucks. Lefties 262. Righties were 347 off Mania last year. So Maldonado is definitely in play at 2,900. After that, it gets pretty bleak. There's not a ton of value opening up just yet. Like Wilson Ramos, 27 versus Price. Let us down versus uh, Chris Sale. But hey, Chris Sale. It happens. He didn't have a chance with the bases loaded against a righty out of the bullpen. I got kind of happy about, and he let us down again. But um, lefties two twenty eight, righties three hundred one versus Dave Price. So if you want a, a value play with you know some upside, some power upside, Ramos at twenty seven fits that bill as well. If Nick Hundley gets to start for the Giants, he's twenty seven. If Jeff Mathis gets to start versus the lefty Anderson, he's twenty six hundred. Couple guys down below you can look at there. Other than that, check your lineups. Maybe something will open up. But it's the second game of the year, you'd expect most guys to keep starting. Let's go for the first base. You know, you got Anthony Rizzo, who does hit lefties really, really well. I had to emphasize that a lot last year because a lot of just people that don't pay attention much go, oh, lefties on the mound, I'm not using lefty bats. It doesn't always work that way. Anthony Rizzo, very, very good. He's 5200 bucks. Goldschmidt, always good, especially versus lefties at 5K. Uh, but one of my favorite plays is Freddie Freeman at 4,500. I did mention righties hit Nick Pavetta very, very, very well to a tune of 409 last year, but lefties still hit 306, and Freddie Freeman's not your average lefty. He went deep yesterday. At 4,500, I do like him quite a bit. If you're fading Cueto, Cody Bellinger's first base alpha is about 44. Not horrible there. Carlos Santana, pretty crappy day yesterday at 4,100. He's 4,200 today. Uh, I, I like this Phillies Braves matchup period for targeting guys uh, against Fulte. Lefties three seventy five last year, and the career wise, lefties have smoked Fulte. Righties three eleven, so a guy like Santana could definitely be in play at forty two hundred if he chooses to go that direction. The farther down the list you go, you got like Eric Hosmer thirty nine hundred versus Chasin. It's not horrible. I, I don't mind paying for Hosmer when he's in those the three K range. So that remember, lefties do have a lot of power versus Chasin, so something to keep an eye on there at 3,900. Mentioned Posey, Justin Smoke, 37 versus Tanaka. Don't hate that at all. Albert Pujols at 36 versus Manaya went deep yesterday. Mentioned how uh, Pujols is very good versus left-handed pitching, and righties hit 347 off Manaya last year. So Pujols at uh, 36 could be a play. Same with Hanley Ramirez. Had a really good spring. He's hit in the middle of a very potent uh, Red Sox lineup. If the Red Sox get to Blake Snell, which is very possible, you'd have to imagine that Hanley's going to have some impact there. Again, lefties only hit 228 on Snell last year. Righties hit 320. So Hanram at 35 could give you some nice value in the middle of that lineup. Kendris Morales, 33 versus Tanaka, also a decent option. And you'll have to check lineups for value below 3K. 
second base. You know, two bit 50, 50, 100. Doug Fister, it's another time for Houston to just beat up on someone. Fister's not good baseball. You got Ian Happ, second base outfield eligible. Went ding dong yesterday. He's a switch hitter. Should be hitting towards the top of that lineup again. I like him more from the left side, but he can do it all. He's 47. The farther down you go, you know, Javi Baez does hit lefties well. I'm going to stay away from there. DJ LeMahieu went deep yesterday, but I don't feel like paying 42 for DJ. Ian Kinsler didn't play yesterday. He could be in the lineup today. He's supposed to be in the lineup today. If he is, he's usually towards the top of the order. He does hit lefties well. He's 4,100. So keep an eye on that. That could be interesting. A guy like Cesar Hernandez of the Philadelphia Phillies at 3,800 bucks. Do like him a bit. He went deep yesterday. Got you 14 DraftKings points. Or no, he didn't go deep yesterday. He went he, or no, that was last year's. Yeah, he did go deep yesterday. Had a pretty good ball game. He's thirty-eight hundred bucks. DraftKings doesn't have their stats updated yet. They're still playing in October. As you go down, you got Ozzy Albies who went deep yesterday. I told you I liked him. He's still cheap. He's going to be expensive later on this season, if not sooner than later. It usually takes DraftKings a few weeks to get their algorithm figured out. You got Albies second base shortstop eligible at thirty-six hundred. I do like that a lot versus Nick Pavetta. We know Pavetta righties hit him much better than lefties, but lefties hit him quite well also. So. An Albies Freeman 1 2, or you can go a little deeper if you feel like it. Albies at 36, like Odebill Herrera, second base outfield eligible. He didn't play yesterday, which is kind of BS, and he let it be known he wasn't happy about it with Gabe Kapler. Hopefully, he's back in the lineup today against Fulty at 3,600. Second base outfield eligible definitely comes into play for the Phils. The farther down you go, you got the switch hit and Jed Lowry at 35 is okay. Neil Walker at 3,400 versus Aaron Sanchez. I do like that quite a bit, uh, depending on where he's at in the lineup. If you want a one-off, I don't care where he's at in the lineup, but if he's stacking, it's a little different. Lefty's 299, righty's 406 off Aaron Sanchez, so there's some big uh, big boppers in that lineup, you know, from the right side we could look at. So Aaron Sanchez, he might come back this year, he might not. He walks a ton, doesn't strike out many, lots of contact, lots of balls in play, needs to get that ground ball working or he'll be in serious trouble. So Walker at 34 could be on your list. Uh, if Devin Travis leads off, I don't hate him. Uh, he's priced at thirty three hundred versus Tanaka. I'd rather not go there, but he's an option. Matt Duffy was leading off for the Rays yesterday, second base, third base eligible. He had a, a decent day, thirty two hundred versus the lefty Price. Other than that, you know Chase Utley. If he cracks the lineup, he's thirty two hundred. He has really, really good career success versus Cueto. Someone to keep an eye on there. If Chad Pender's in the lineup, he's second base shortstop eligible for the A's. A lot of right-handed power in this A's lineup to put up against Tyler Skaggs. Um, when you look at the A's, lefties 317, righties 345 versus Skaggs. Pender could be one of those guys at $3,100. Let's go to the third base position where we got Chris Bryant, third base outfield eligible at 54 versus the lefty Smith. Chris Bryant has crushed left-handed pitching in his career. Another guy in that 10 Things to Know article by Josh Cole. Chris Bryant, big, big at 5400 Arenado's big against everybody at 46. Don't hate Bregman at 45. As you slide down the list, though, you look at guys like uh, Zach Cozart. He had a big day yesterday. He's, second, he's third base shortstop eligible, 4K. Hits lefties really, really well. He went deep yesterday. I believe had a double as well. Guy like Matt Chapman versus, versus Skaggs at 39. I like that a lot. That's a, a big-time play there. Good power upside in that matchup. Marvin Gonzalez, third base outfit eligible. Batted fifth yesterday. If he's in the middle of that order again against Fister, 3800 bucks. Absolutely love it. Again, third base outfield eligible. So you got some nice value here coming in below 4K at uh, third base. There's a lot of good bats you can target today and, and build pretty comfortable lineups with. So it'll be interesting to see how this one comes together. Beltraver's a lefty at 37. Don't hate that at all. 
Eduardo Nunez inside the park home yesterday. He's third base shortstop eligible at 37. One play I absolutely love. Marcus Simeon had the walk-off single yesterday. Crushes left-handed pitching with some good power. He's third base shortstop eligible at 36. If you're not sensing the trend yet, there's a lot of multi-eligible guys like I mentioned earlier. Lots of them. You got Evan Longoria versus the lefty in Wood. We know Longo versus lefty is really, really good. He's 3,500. So left, the third base position is locked and loaded. Um, uh, if I'm targeting anybody specifically, I do like Simeon, but I'd probably play him more at shortstop. Um, Matt Chapman, I like a lot. Cozart, not bad, but he'd probably be a shortstop too if I'm not playing Simeon. Then you got Chris Bryant, of course. Shortstop position, you got Carlos Correa, 49, of course. Uh, mentioned Baez a bit earlier. Trevor Story, 4,200. Hits lefties really well. He's taken Ray deep a few times in his career. Xander Bogarts had a very nice opening day. He's 4,100 if you don't trust Snell. Mentioned Cozart already. Didi's 39 versus Sanchez. Power option in that one. Um, man, you're moving too fast here, DraftKings. Kiki Hernandez is way too expensive. Do not do that, please. Please do not do that. But you got the likes of Marcus Simeon, Ozzy Albies, both at 3,600. Eduardo Nunez is there as well, like we liked, we talked about earlier. Uh, Andrelton Simmons, it's lefties well. He's 35 versus Sean Benaya. Yeah, Kiki Hernandez at 34. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Chad Pender at 31, I do like as well for some cheaper plays. If he's in the lineup, make sure you check that. Brandon Crawford has had okay success for Alex Wood. He's 2,800 if you need a sub-3 guy. Other than that, check your lineups and see what comes out at the shortstop position. Let's head over to the loaded, loaded outfield as always. you got Chris Bryant mentioned him. Double Dong, Giancarlo Stanton at 5,300 bucks. Hit some absolute moonshots. Moonshots. Uh, the one, the opposite field homer was just ridiculous. The exit velocity on that, bananas. 5,300. Remember, righties hit Sanchez very, very well. Trout at 52, I love. Aaron Judge at 51, yes, yes, yes. Bringer at 49, went ding-dong yesterday. Mookie Betts, 4,800 bucks. Got to love that leading off. Wilson Contreras, mentioned him. But J.D. Martinez, you have to actually scroll down to get him on your screen on DraftKings. He's 4,600 bucks. Crushes left-handed pitching. So keep J.D. on your radar. Justin Upton, talked about him earlier. He's 4,500, another guy that hits lefties very, very well. Cody Bellinger, 44. Matt Olson, 44. Uh, go down some more. You got the likes of Ryan Braun, 4,200. Very good versus lefties. Lorenzo Cain leading off at 41. He got on base, stole a bag, scored a run, had a good day. He's 4,100 as well. So he should be on your radar. Another guy who went deep yesterday had a nice ball. I think he had a double as well. Crushes lefties. Here, here's more Oakland A's to love. Chris Davis, 4,100 bucks. Like an outfield of Davis and J.D. Martinez and then fill in whoever you want. Even go Davis, Trout, and J.D. Martinez, you, you can make that work pretty easily with the pitching and other options today. I, I like stuff like that. Domingo Santana at 4K. don't hate that at all versus lefty. He's got to remember Luchesi and Smith, these two youngsters we're going to target early. You're going to hope they do their damage early given Padres' bullpen's okay, not great. Martin's bullpen's pretty bad. So these offenses will still be okay. But just remember, if you're building your lineups, planning on them to crush a certain starting pitcher, they might not be around that long. Aaron Hicks, 38, do like. Marvin Gonzalez mentioned him at 38, third base outfield eligible. Ian Desmond, if you don't trust Ray, Desmond does hit lefties well. He's 3,700. Ender and Ciarte, 37, leading off if you want to make it a 1-2-3 stack in Atlanta. Don't mind it. I hope Odubel Herrera cracks that lineup at 3,600. I like that price tag. Second base outfield eligible. McCutcheon versus the lefty Wood at 36. That's some solid, solid value there. Hope some of you played Cole Calhoun yesterday. I told you I liked him. He went deep. He's going to be in for a good, good year. 
And DraftKings always underprices him. Always. Uh, if Althair is in the lineup, he's 35. But Nick Williams, the left-handed batty, is in the middle of that Phillies lineup yesterday. Absolutely loved it. He's uh, 3,500 against Fulte. Another solid play in the middle of that lineup if he's there today. You know, Josh Reddick's not horrible at 35 versus Fister. He'll, he's always always overlooked in that lineup. So a good lefty bat versus Doug Fister. The Astros should have one. Yeah, they have the highest total over five. Lefty's 365, righty's 258 off the fisting, and you're in a very good hitter's ballpark in Texas. It's basically one of the closer things to Coors Field you will find in the American League. The farther down we go, Delano DeShields leading off versus the lefty Keiko. Righties did hit Keiko well. DeShields, 3400 bucks, and you can run on Keiko, so there's a lot to like there if he gets on base. Carlos Gomez, 34 versus the lefty Price. If you want to be a little GPP in that one. Farther down we go, Chris Owings is 33. Not bad versus Tyler Anderson. I could see that as a an interesting GPP option as well. Steven Piscotti, nice right-handed guy, bat with power versus Skaggs at 33 in that A's lineup. Another guy to look at if you need a cheap play. Derek Fisher, if he cracks the lineup, he wasn't in the opening day lineup. If he cracks at 3,200 versus Fister, could bring back some serious value down below. That's all we're looking at down here is value, value, value. Um, as we drop down, like Kevin Pillar went deep yesterday. He's 2,900, always low price, but... In the end of the year, he puts up very solid numbers. Just when he's going to do it, we don't know. But he's always a nice start um, in your GPPs. Same with Austin Jackson. He led off yesterday against lefties. He should lead off a lot. He's facing another lefty in Alex Wood today. He's 2900 bucks. I don't hate that at all with Austin Jackson. He hits lefties very, very well in his career. So there could be much worse gambles down below if you want to save. Like if you want to, if you want to go with relatively mid-priced pitching and you throw in a guy like an Austin Jackson or something, you can pick all kinds of bats. It can get really wild for you if you feel like it. Other than that, there's not a ton. You have to see what line, uh, lineups come out at the outfield position for you and build from there. So recapping your pitching up top, Kyle Hendricks, Tanaka, David Price. In the middle, Robbie Ray, Johnny Cueto. Down below, Chasin, Blake, Snell. Uh, let's check out your stacking for today. Obviously, the Astros versus Fister is in play. I do like the Cubs a lot. I think a lot will like the Cubs as well. The A's versus Skaggs I like quite a bit. Some of the Angels versus Manaya is interesting. We look at the A's, you know, Simeon, Chris Davis, don't forget Piscotti, Pender, stuff like that. Uh, Brewers could be interesting versus Lechesi as well, some of those right-handed bats there. The farther down you go, Yankees versus Sanchez, people will gravitate there, but I'm all about the Braves versus Pavetta. Lefty's 306, righty's 409. I love Freddie Freeman, but keep an eye. Like a sneaky catcher at 3K could be Kurt Suzuki. See what that lineup entails. Phillies versus Fulte, lefties 375, righties 311 versus Fulte, Odebel Herrera 36, you got Nick Williams and Cesar Hernandez and Reese Hoskins and much, much more. That Phillies lineup's going to be a lot of fun this year. Uh, Rangers versus Keiko could be interesting if you want to gamble on the right-handed bats there. Other than that, there's a few you know options if you want to see who blows up here and there, but nothing I'm gravitating towards a ton, maybe little one-offs here and there. Let's look at your BVP for today. On your nine-game slate, there wasn't a ton that stood out last night. Like Devin Travis, four for nine, two doubles versus Tanaka. Uh, not a ton there. It wasn't like yesterday. Yesterday, there was a lot of pretty decent BVP on the slate, but nothing crazy. Like Mookie Betts, three for 11 with a double and a homer. It's a 273 average versus Blake Snell. Enciarte, uh, four for seven versus Pavetta, but all singles, nothing crazy. 
Odubel Herrera, 5 for 16, 312 average, the double and homer off Fulte. So I do like that if he finds the lineup. Adrian Beltre is hitting 283 versus Keiko, 17 for 66 doubles, two homers. Uh, Ryan Rue is hitting 350. Mazzara, 300. Uh, Elvis Andrews, 234. So not great there. Alex Bregman, 3 for 3 with a double and a homer off Fister. Obviously a small sample, but not bad. Uh, Reddick, 5 for 17 with a double. The farther down we look, I, I mentioned Jeff Mathis. If he does crack the lineup, he has he's one for four with a homer off Tyler Anderson. That would be a game changer if Mathis did that. But uh, the Rockies versus Ray, and this is where I get a little worried, but this could be more old Ray than new Ray. Like Trevor Story, four for 10, two homers. Charlie Blackman, 14 for 27. It's a 519 average, a triple and three homers. Cargo, six for 15, two doubles and a homer. Arenado, seven for 22, two doubles, a triple and a homer. Slightly concerning, but I do like Robbie Ray. K with a Chris Davis, four for six, two doubles and a homer off Skaggs. Pender, two for four, the double. Lucroy's even three for eight. Simeon, three for seven with a double. Small samples, still nice stuff there. Trout, five for 11. Triple two homers versus Sean Manaya. So obviously that comes into play regardless of BVP. So we check out the last few games. Uh, the Dodgers have some decent history versus Cueto. Bellinger, five for 11, two doubles. Matt Kemp, 12 for 37, two doubles, three homers. Seager, 10 for 27, a double and a homer. Utley, 14 for 45, with a double and two homers. So there is definitely some BVP there. B. Croft, 4 for 9, with a double and two homers off Alex Wood. I mentioned him earlier. He's seen him well. Posey, 7 for 15, two doubles in that one. And A.J. Ellis, if he somehow cracks the lineup for the Padres, I don't know if he will. But 7 for 17, with a double and a homer off of Chasin. That's about it there. So there you have it, nine-game Friday slate, March 30th edition. Remember to check out Draft in your app store or on playdraft.com or draft.com. Use promo code SD Sports for your first deposit. Uh, good luck this weekend. I will try to do a Saturday show. I always try to. It just sometimes doesn't work out on my schedule. But if you have any questions, hit me up. There's the Sports DJ and Slack chat. Where we'll, it's a lot easier to get a hold of me in there. Then uh, I'd rather be in there so everyone can see what we're talking about than all these uh, private DMs. So if you want to get in the Slack chat, let me know. We'll get you added to that. Sometimes it's really active. Sometimes it's like a ghost town. You never know what you're going to get. But uh, we're all there to help each other out. If you have any questions, though, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick, the Sports DJs, at the Sports DJs. Uh, lots going on there. I just recorded another Bench with Bubba, episode 83 with Justin Mason. Uh, fan graphs, Fantasy Alarm, Friends with Fantasy Benefits, uh, FNTSY Radio. He's all over the place. Lots of good stuff there. So check that out. And if I'm not back tomorrow, I'll be back Monday. Enjoy your first full weekend of MLB action. This is MLB DFS Quickets, Friday, March 30th edition. I'm out.